What's up, New York? You're listening to the Empire State Conservative Network Podcast. Hey guys, this next segment is brought to you by the Blackhawk Group. Blackhawk Group offers an unparalleled customer support service combined with top-level classroom installations and equipment servicing. They have years' worth of experience in this field, experience that is unmatched by competitors anywhere. Learn more about Blackhawk Group at www.blackhawkgroupllc.net. Hey everybody, welcome to the Empire State Conservative Network podcast. I'm Pete. This is Evan. We have a special guest today. Before we get to her, first off, if you're new to the show, welcome. The Empire State Conservative Network podcast is for New York-based conservatives who are sick and tired of how the state is being run. You're also sick and tired of being ostracized by friends, family, and coworkers for thinking differently than they do about politics, about life in general, and we love poning them. Today we have a special guest. We have Tiana from a very popular podcast online, The Left The Left Show. Uh, Tiana, how are you doing today? Good. I like your uh, poning statement. Oh. <laughs> That's a good intro. I love it. Yeah, that was the first time he's ever used that one. Yeah. Where he pulled that one out of. I've never even heard you use that word before. That's what happens when you're running on three hours of sleep. So, <laughs> so Tiana's like us. She is uh, a rarity, almost a unicorn from where she comes from. So you're, you're from Hawaii. And yeah. you're, uh, would you say you're a conservative? Are you more libertarian? Where, where do you fall on the political spectrum? I would say conservative with some fringe of libertarian in some stances, but you know, I've been, I've been conservative for like five months now from being completely like libtard. So I'm, I'm figuring it out is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> well, all the best conservatives do have a sprinkle of libertarian in them because that's basically how this country was founded. And we are the greatest, freest, wealthiest country in the history of the world. Yes. Beautiful. I love that. Yeah, so so you said five months ago, so that was a that's a very short period of time. I mean, I woke up the summer that you know after Bernie Sanders got screwed. I was a Bernie bro back then. Oh, yeah, so, <laughs> well, I mean, me too. I was too. I'm so not gonna lie. Shame. So much shame. Yeah. Do you know why I was a, a Bernie supporter? Why is that? Because one time somewhere I saw a picture of him uh, marching with MLK. That's the. Old, I was so lost and so misinformed that I saw that. I'm like, yeah, why not? <laughs> well, yeah. And now we have video of him on his honeymoon in Russia singing. Uh, what was that song he was singing? I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't uh, remember that video. Hippy, but dippy, we, bullshit Yeah, one. but we also have him, you know, praising breadlines in communist Russia. Like, yeah. guy's a nutcase. I think people really voted for him because he looked like every old Jewish grandpa who's just completely <laughs> lost his mind. Yeah. Yeah, and and yeah, it's just really, really, really misinformed voters. That's why he pulls a lot of the young generation. Mm-hmm. I, guess, I, I guess you guys can agree on that one. So oh. with you on the Bernie, Bernie bro. I don't know what it is for girls. Bernie, Bernie broads? I don't know. <laughs> I guess, yeah, Bernie broads. I mean, it's free college, man. Come on. Yeah. You ever seen Floribama Shore? Exactly. The guy Kurt wears the shirt says free college, like every single episode. I'm, I don't. I've oh never even heard of that show. Just watch it. You'll right. love it. Okay. You won't. Right. <laughs> They're horrible people. Yeah, but anyway, so okay, so so five months since you kind of woke up, and so have you been doing the podcast for five months? Because you just got on my radar a month or two ago. So I, so did that kind of coincide directly with you waking up to conservatism and how things actually were? Yeah. So when I finally like realized like oh my gosh I've been misinformed this entire time I ha- I immediately was like I need to spread this far and wide because there's a lot of people who are just like me that have good intentions right but they're just hijacked by culture or what people told them to be angry about 
So I thought that I was a pretty, you know, I'm not, I'm not the sharpest tool in the shop, but, or I'm dumb, you know, medium. So it's like, if I can communicate in a way that I understand or could digest, like, I think a lot of people, a lot of people can't understand the Ben Shapiro's at first crack. Oh, no. No, Perfect. Ben's a little, uh, he's a little advanced for the beginner. Yeah, right. College at 16. Yeah. Exactly. So I, I was saying like, I need to try, do my part and try to be the bridge for the people who are just like me. So that's where I, I thought, hey, I'm going to start doing this. Awesome. So, so are you just on Facebook? Cause that's how I found it. I find it on Facebook. He does our Instagram. I hate Instagram. I'm I also hate Instagram. Well, for everyone on Instagram who follows us, I love all of you, but I despise the platform that is Instagram. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, but, but, I'm on I'm on everything. So Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, you name it. I'm I'm working them. Nice. And we just saw a video of you um, earlier today. Um, I know this was a little further back than today, but you you had actually spoken to AOC and you went to a rally, I believe, for Democratic Socialists. And you just <laughs> yeah. went around and you were asking people, "What is Democratic Socialism?" And nobody could give you an answer including her it didn't seem like it didn't really have a real answer it was nuts exactly and i think that's the way we just got to do it you just got to ask questions i mean i'm all for the people who are like yeah you you don't know what you're talking about like in front of the mic and it's just a weird situation i'm not confrontational like that mm -hmm. but if you just ask you'll you'll kind of uncover what what's really going on underneath and it's not that much from that video that i discovered yeah, and listen, it's always ask them to define their terms. That's the basis of having any type of political discussion. And if they can't even define what they want, if they're just yeah. using buzzwords like, what was it, reproductive health we were going off mm -hmm. last week? Reproductive health, democratic socialism, all these things that they essentially just made up to basically trigger people into falling in line. And you ask them to define what they want or even just ask people what they believe in. And that's what I've done mostly. I go to people, yeah. I'm like, well, I'm like, do you want more government or less government? They're like, well, I want less. I'm like, would you want to pay more taxes or less? I'm like, they're like, less. I'm like, then why are you voting for Democrats? <laughs> Stop voting for Democrats. This is, this is why you guys are successful and in the business of in your podcast, because the more people just need to be at least, at least at bare minimum exposed to conservative ideas, because there is nothing out there. And if there is, it's purposefully misrepresented because I thought all Trump supporters back in the 2016 election, I didn't know that there's any Trump supporters that live near me because mm -hmm. I always thought that they lived, you know, somewhere in the middle of America that, and they're all rednecks mm -hmm. <laughs> and carried pitchforks and torches whenever any type of progress happens. So I think conservatives need more outspoken voices mm -hmm and um just expose expose what what it means to be conservative and you're definitely right because unless we're out there explaining what conservatism is you get these false narratives that every conservative is a white person every conservative hates gay people that conservatives don't want to help anybody out none of these things are true in fact conservatives have been known to give more money to charity and they've been you know it's just the conservative the conservative movement we want less government we don't want to be paying for other people's things. We want people to have personal responsibility. And I think that's more on what this country and what's more natural. It's what the country was founded on, but it's a more natural progression of things because life is based off competition. If you look at the wild, the strongest animals are going to succeed. Yes, if you're in a pack, 
they do help the pack, but the strongest ones are the ones that live and the ones that aren't suitable or systems that aren't suitable always die out. Things like socialism and communism always fail because they go against the natural order. Right. I actually, I just had an experience yesterday knowing that socialism will never work. Do you, do you mind if I tell this quick story? Go ahead. Flabbergasted. Okay. So I had um, a donor give me a hundred movie tickets, right? To, wow. to go see unplanned. Nice. And what I did was I went to a church. Okay. And I said, Hey, I'm going to go, I'm going to give out tickets. So um, if you guys want to meet me after the service or whatever, sign up for them. Even church people cannot grasp the concept of free stuff because I said, okay, two tickets per person. Well, what, I ha what happened was people would spread out their families within the line and make sure they all get two tickets per person. And these are church people. And they're <laughs> manipulating the system. If they can't even get it right, I mean, human nature, I can agree, human nature, um, if someone's giving out free stuff, you're not going to say, stop giving me free stuff. <laughs> and imagine if you're doing that with healthcare, housing, and, and education, you don't respect the value of it. Mm -hmm. um, you're not going to work as hard to get, go anywhere beyond that. So there's a stagnancy. And of course, everyone is a little, I wouldn't say, yeah, people are selfish there. I'm just going to say it, by nature. So mm -hmm. that little experiment that I had, I was like, wow. And they want this for the entire country for things that we actually need. And these are just movie tickets for church yep. people. This is crazy. This is not going to work. <laughs> Sorry. Just have to put that out there. No, that's actually, a, that's a great, obviously on a much lesser scale, but that's a great example of even how the welfare state today, we, we talk about this all the time, has ruined generations of people because they're so dependent on the government. It's broken apart the family dynamic. So a lot of single mother households, and obviously there, there's, numerous studies dating back 60, 70 years that a child without a father in their lives or, or a male father figure in their lives, they tend to run into more trouble and have more difficulty succeeding than those that do have a father figure in their lives. And it, it's just the same way. They're disincentivized to get married or to even stay with their partner. You don't even have to get married. Just stay with your partner and raise them together. They don't do that because that means less money coming in from the government. And you know, Evan talks about this and you can probably expand on it, but you mentioned he works with a lot of disadvantaged kids in his mm -hmm. job and they're showing up with more expensive sneakers than either of us owns and with bling. And, and you know, if you go into their homes, as I've worked with some people too in lower income areas at, who are living off of welfare in some capacity, you'll see like these giant, nice 4k big screen TVs and oh, all you know, okay. surround sound systems. Yeah. And then they can barely afford food though, you know, cause the priorities aren't in mind, but it's just, it's just, you're, you're 100% right. It's a, it's a great way of showing that people do manipulate the system. And if we were to take that back, maybe we can get back some of the American spirit that really helped the country flourish post-World War II. Right. But it, but if you were to say that to a Bernie bro right now, you get punched and soccered in the face. Mm. Because then they say, you don't care about the poor. You, you're such a terrible human being. That's where that's where the disconnect is, and where I'm very very sad in society today. Because I'm a college student, and um, I I see the total polarization on campus. It's like you can't even have a conversation anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because they they believe that since they're all for the government taking care of everyone, that means that they care more about people. 
Whereas we believe that people should be given the tools, which they already have, but should be encouraged to help the, how to succeed on their own. You're, you will have more money in your, if you graduate from high school, you will have more money working than you will ever have on welfare. And people don't understand these things. By getting handouts, you're incentivizing people to become lazy and to not push themselves. And these people have, first of all, you have much lower lifespan if you don't work. If you live off a of government dime because you're eating garbage food, you're sitting on your ass most of the time, and you're really not out there. People need to work. You see these people who work until they're 85 years old, and they retire, and then they die. Yeah. Work, work is good for the body. Work is good for the mind. Work is good for the soul. Human beings are meant to be active. We're meant to be out there doing stuff. And just because you don't think that people should be getting handouts, people who don't need handouts, people who should be out there doing stuff for themselves, doesn't mean you don't care. It means that you care more because you believe in personal responsibility and you want these people to grow and succeed as human beings and not just survive. Preach. Oh my gosh. It is like <laughs> in the morning. I, it's only 10 a.m. in Hawaii and I'm already full of life. <laughs> <That's> awesome. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, you're 100% right. So, so, so speaking of Hawaii, obviously, like where we live in New York, a very blue state. And uh, was that rally with AOC in Hawaii or did you have to travel somewhere to get to that? No, it was in Hawaii. She was in town and I said, hey, I'm just going to poke around. <laughs> How'd she get there without an airplane because of all the cow farts? She used the flatulence exactly. to propel her ah, from D.C. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Science. That makes I love sense. It. That's awful. <laughs> but yeah, so, so, so what are your thoughts though? How, how are things um, politically there? So you said up until five months ago when you had your epiphany, you, you didn't really think that there was anybody like you in Hawaii. So, so is there kind of like a, a conservative movement there that actually could get some steam heading into 2020 and going forward? Um, like every other state or the smaller states, the conservative movement is pretty much ran for a club that's around like 65 plus years in age mm. where um, it's there, but it's not anywhere that it needs to be to match the Democrats um, up into 2020. I'm trying my best. Jeez, I'm trying my best, but you know, there, there's, there is a lot of work that needs to be done within the party. I wouldn't necessarily say I'm a Republican, but Republicans do um, hold a lot of the stances and values that I do. So of course I'm going to vote for, if I, I would vote for a Democrat if they, if they held the same stances I do, but unfortunately, you know, they're the party of abortion and sanctuary states and, mm -hmm. you know, X, Y, Z. So, oh, I'm not too sure. I mean, I am a part of Turning Point USA, if you've ever heard of them. Oh yes. Mm -hmm. um, I founded a, a president my campus we're the only conservative voice on campus today which is really sad um and i run my podcast and a lot of people in hawaii do follow it so i have i i'm trying but there obviously needs to be more outspoken people because there are conservatives here just like i would say in new york as well right oh yeah most of the state is actually red it's just new york it's not even all of new york city it's manhattan the bronx brooklyn and that's about it. That's really, yeah. and that's where a huge part of the population is. I mean, half of Nassau uh, County is, but we've had Republican county executives mm -hmm. on and off for the last 20, 30 years. It's not like it's not unheard of, but places like Brooklyn, the Bronx, those things are deep blue. It's you're not you're not making any headway in there. 
Yeah, unfortunately, like what happens and happened at a lot of states originally in the Constitution, the way that it was supposed to work is democratically you elect your local representatives and then they would elect your state representatives. And that's no longer the case here in New York. It's all by democratic rule. Yeah. So that's why people like Chuck Schumer, Kirsten Gillibrand, uh, oh. two of the worst politicians in the United States are our state senators. And they're also elected by popular votes. So, so a lot has changed. And so, you know, speaking of that, actually, what are your thoughts on the Democrats wanting to get rid of the Electoral College? I feel like it's almost a direct response to losing in 2016. It is a direct yeah. response to that. It is a direct. There is no other way. Yeah. They're basically um, changing the goalposts in the middle of the game because yeah. they're losing. And that goes a lot. That shows a lot about their character, number one, and how much they're willing to destroy the fundamental principles of America just to stay in power. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's really scary. And, you know, it, it verifies what we've all been thinking about illegal immigration. Am I right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're there. See, well, if you guys are familiar with um, the states actually passing, I think it's called the, um, I'll, I'll probably comment on, in, the, in the comment section later, but they're um, passing legislation that they, um, states are, because constitutionally, states have the free will to choose their um, choose how they elect their electors. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. Yep. So um, a lot of people, a lot of states, I think it's 12 right now, are uh, actually passed that they will choose their electors based on the popular vote. Mm-hmm. Basically just rerouting that, that rule so that it it does abolish the electoral college and it's like oh my goodness <laughs> are you crazy do you realize that this is the reason why the constitution was made so it's not a mob rule mm-hmm. we're not a democracy we're a constitutional republic mm-hmm. and not a lot of people know that if you go out on the street and you go to the mall and you ask like another millennial just like hey what what kind of government are we nine out of ten times they'll say oh we're democracy mm-hmm. right yeah. or the, the other one out of ten will be like i have no idea <laughs> so I mean, it that... comes down to uneducation again i think they don't know what the electoral electoral college is for because mm-hmm. i didn't know up until like three months ago right well because the left will lie to you they'll tell you that it was created so that slave owners would be able to keep their slaves and that's not the case right the whole point was to prevent you know, large cities from basically instituting mob rule and running the entire country because LA County has a bigger population than something like 65% of the United States. Mm. Yeah. It's insane. Imagine the entire country looking like California. Oh God. Oh my gosh. (laughs) That that would be rough. (laughs) I mean, we're, we're worse off. I mean, actually the Cato Institute releases a report every two years on economic freedom New York is 50th out of 50, so we're dead last. Okay. Imagine the whole United States looking like New York. Well, you're. You don't want that. Not at this point. (laughs) Yeah, but California's been broke longer, so it's okay. Yeah, that's. We've only been broke since Cuomo decided to give all our money to illegal immigrants. Yes. How do you guys feel about that? Oh, my God. We're we're not happy about that. So angry. There was a. I'm not sure if you heard, but there was a legislation that passed at the state level recently called the DREAM Act that would provide free college education to illegal immigrants who were vying to go to college. So they're using taxpayer money 
for people wow. who are not here illegally to go to college. Yeah. And then meanwhile, you know, a, a kid with, you know, in a family of four in a middle-class town, whether it's here on Long Island where we live or somewhere else in the state, uh, they, they can't even get financial aid or scholarship or any assistance. And yet they're paying to send these people to college, even though they're not even here under the right circumstances. So it's, and that's, that's just one of the things they want to give them driver's licenses. It's yeah. nuts. Well, that's, that's so they, they can start voting. Yes. Yeah. The last, the last thing we need is illegals to start voting in a state that just the entire state legislature just flip blue. Mm-hmm. This next segment is brought to you by items for all occasions. Items for all occasions specializes in helping you sync up with what you need for your events, promotional needs. Whether it's announcements, cards, giveaways, invitations, tchotchkes, or video books, they have you covered. Learn more about Items for All Occasions at www.itemsforalloccasions.com. Oh my gosh. I'm, yeah. I'll pray for you guys. <laughs> hey, it's an uphill battle. Yeah, it is. That is, that is. Yeah, but we're on, we're, on, we're on the same side with that. So, you know, since you live in Hawaii, too, obviously someone who made the headlines over the last year a lot you know, between the Kavanaugh hearings and whatever is Macy Hirono. She – I don't know. I'm trying to discern who's dumber. I don't know if she's dumber or AOC is dumber. I think AOC is dumber. Are you sure? Oh, she's real dumb. Because she can at least put words together and sound like she knows what she's saying. But she doesn't know sound like she knows what she's saying. She didn't realize that FDR died two years before the 22nd Amendment and was not running for a fourth term. No, that's true. I don't know. That is have you, have true, you met but, her? Or had any but, I'm sorry? Yeah. No, I was going to say, I think Maisie Hirono because she's been in office so long, mm-hmm. she doesn't have a pass. She's not a fresh-faced freshman like AOC. Like that, I think that goes to show how dumb Hawaii voters are. Not Maisie Hirono that we keep reelecting her. Mm-hmm. But again, you know, it's it's a blue state because of unions and their stronghold on on the middle class. But um, yeah, Maisie Hirono never met her before. She's if you guys notice, she's very quiet you don't really hear anything about her and it was up until uh Kavanaugh's uh hearing that's when you really started to to see her Mm because other than that I would she's quiet in the news and what's so sick is that she was actually caught I don't know if you guys heard this one here sent out a fundraising email fundraising off of uh Kavanaugh and and his so she could, I think the email said something like, help donate so I can be the voice for all women. As I was like, okay, there's your motivation. You don't really care. You don't care. Yeah. It's all, yeah. I mean, what was her name? Uh, Lassie Ford. She, ra- yeah. what, she raised over a million dollars on GoFundMe or something and boom, it's gone. No one knows where it went. Obviously, she just pocketed it. Then yeah. she signed another million plus dollar book deal to talk about something that obviously never happened. Another book yeah. that no one needs to read. Put yeah. that on top of Hillary Clinton's book and Michelle Obama's book. <laughs> yeah, and on top of that, wasn't her um, attorney fees all covered? And oh, yeah. yeah. It was pro bono, yeah. It was so the law firm could get um, sick private security yeah. for her because, you know, people were going to come after her. Yeah. Ridiculous. Oh, okay. Absolutely ridiculous. Okay, yeah, that makes so much sense. <laughs> I don't know who would come after her. But... No one. I know. Because she was just lying. It's not like there was anything that had to be done. She had no no one to back up her story. Kavanaugh wasn't even at the party. It, it was complete, complete nonsense. And then when her boyfriend came out afterwards, I loved that. He's oh like, my, yeah, she's not yeah. afraid of flying. We used to fly on propeller planes all the yeah. time. She flies yeah. everywhere. Yeah. 
I remember she was getting a question on on the board and and I I don't I really don't recall who was questioning her and they said what's one of your favorite hobbies <laughs> traveling that's how she she talks traveling <laughs> because I'm such an innocent person I'm such a victim and I've been so shocked by this I that happened 30 that. years ago speaking of Kavanaugh um how hypocritical is it with Joe Biden right now oh I talked about this yesterday I, Joe Biden is literally about to get torn to pieces by the left because he is not radical enough and yeah. the, the fact that Whoopi Goldberg came out and Alyssa Milano was like Oh no no! We should wait to hear the whole story. <laughs> well, now, that was funny. now, now you want due process? Yeah. Kavanaugh right. came out. It was every single allegation is an automatic conviction. Biden said the exact same thing. Every allegation should be treated as it is as it it is undeniable truth. Mm -hmm. And now, guess what? They're all coming out and asking for due process. They are the biggest hypocrites in the world. I don't understand how anyone follows the Democrats. Right. I really don't get it. I've been said this a million times. How can anyone back these people up? They lie through their teeth. They put, push false narratives. They've been telling us for two, three years that our president is a Russian agent. The story doesn't make any sense, does it? Why would a billionaire risk treason just to collude with Russia to become president? It doesn't make sense. The whole story really doesn't. doesn't has no basis in reality. See, I love, I love how we're having this conversation right now. And you are a Bernie bro. How did you, how did you wake up? Well, actually, it was because he, I, even in the mainstream media, they noted that she, that he was screwed. That Debbie Wasserman Schultz and some of the other ones who had to step down somehow, she's still in politics, kind of screwed him out of the nomination. And so I was like, wow, that's really corrupt. And so then I actually got turned on to Ben Shapiro. And, you know, Prager you and some other things. And I started watching and listening. And I'm like, nothing they're saying doesn't make sense. In fact, what they're saying makes a hell of a lot more sense than what, you know, even Bernie was saying. And then as time went on, and I looked into history, you know, real history of socialism. I read the Big Fat Lie, the Dinesh D'Souza book that came out about a year ago. Uh, and I just started educating myself. I wouldn't say that I'm a savant when it comes to politics by any stretch. It's been a couple of years, but... I definitely have a much better understanding of policy and how the world works now in the last two to three years of my life than I did the first like 27 years of my life. So remember oh when you told gosh. me that nobody needed guns, Peter? Remember I that? Say that? Yeah, you said that. It was about two years ago. <laughs> oh, that was when we watched Jim Jeffries. For the yeah, first that's time. when we watched Jim Jeffries. And I got really mad. Talk. And you and, Cor you and our friend Corey were just like, yeah, but like, dude, who really needs guns? I love guns. And I was like, Peter, did you not go to Hebrew school for like, eight years and you not learn about the Holocaust almost every single Tuesday and Thursday for eight years. I, mean, I slept in Hebrew school. <laughs> yeah, I agree with your statement that um, now more so than ever after you've become whatever, I wouldn't even say a conservative or on the right. If you just become a free thinker when mm -hmm. it comes to politics, I feel like I've been the most educated that I've ever been. Mm-hmm. In the last, in my entire life, in the last five months. Yeah, because you're not yeah. buying what they're spoon feeding you. They, that's what they do. They feed the, they feed false narratives, and everyone just buys it up. Mm -hmm. And I was talking to, I think it was my mom when I had right before we had Khalid Rodriguez on, and I was like, yeah, I'm doing some work with this kid from the Black Conservative Movement. She's like, Black Conservative Movement. I was like, yeah, they're around. <laughs> they're growing. <laughs> it's a real thing. It's not just one of them. 
Right, right. So I think um, I think it might be some merit uh, to to give you my story of how I switched over from left to right because it's pretty dramatic. Like, sure. oh, definitely, please. Yeah, yeah. So I um, let I don't know if you were into politics at all. Were you in, into politics whatsoever? Me neither. I was not. No. My That's how you end up on the left. Like, exactly. My entire life, I was never into politics, but, you know, I followed big celebrities, and I, of course, you know, I'm a normal person. I watch movies, I watch TV shows. Mm -hmm. So, I never never be into politics because I thought politics was, like, um, some old white men in D.C. that had nothing to do with my life, and they're just pushing papers, whatever. So up until the 2016 election, I went from not knowing anything to it being engulfed in my entire life. Mm-hmm. So I'm uh, like, it, and it was like unwarranted. I didn't want it, but to the point where I was uh, waking up, you know, and you wake up and check your social media, boom, memes, videos, pictures, whatever, to when I was driving to school, it's on the radio, to when I'm in class. And mind you, I'm in college and I'm a molecular cell biology major. I had a professor spend an hour long lecture about why Trump was a bad candidate and they're not even a biology. Yeah. And the, and one, and one class, we just talked about Trump and that's, that's synonymous with a lot of college campuses, I believe Mm. to when I would go home, listen to music, watch movies. My favorite celebrities were all on the left as you guys know. Yeah. And then of course, like my friends and family started, you know, also, really being outspoken about Trump because what I'm a woman, I'm a minority, I'm a low class, um, uh, low to middle class. Uh, I was a supporter of the LGBT community at the time. And I was like, oh my gosh, everyone was telling me that I was under attack, right? That was the narrative that I was going to get deported, even though I was born here. I was going to get my rights taken away because that, that's the verbiage that they say, like, oh, they don't care about women's rights like stop legislating my body whatever that meant <clears throat> so i actually i don't know what you guys were doing when he got elected were you guys partying or something i mean i <laughs> i was actually happy but i had to be quiet because my girlfriend is still actually on the left so yeah so like her and, I, and like literally my entire family my immediate family my, my mom my dad my brothers and then my extended family as well minus one crazy uncle who now happens to be the only sane one in my opinion uh they were like adamant hillary supporters to the point that like oh, yeah. they knocked on doors <laughs> and did stuff like that so wow, they that's like, deep so they yeah so they were like in mourning it was like they, they lost their <laughs> dog died or something like it was ridiculous and i remember i posted something that morning and, and mind you still i'm you know i'm listening to ben shapiro and some other things but i'm really not outspoken about politics i just post something like look you know, it's not the end of the world if you were a Hillary supporter and she lost. And it's not the best thing that ever happened if Trump won, because nobody knows what's going to happen. Like, this, these are uncharted waters. These are like the two worst candidates in history squaring off against each other. And, I mean, that thing blew up. <laughs> or like, I, I was getting, like, yelled at by my brother, by my cousin. And then, I, and then eventually I'm just like, stop being victims. Stop being pussies. You're grown men. Like, get your shit together. And move on with your life. And then, you know, what, I had to have an unpleasant conversation with one of my cousins. And I still haven't really talked to him outside of being forced to. Him a times. 
Yeah. And it's not because I hold a grudge against him. It's because he holds one against me. And, and mind you, he actually lived with me at a time because he couldn't afford to live on his own. But anyway, yeah. Oh, wow. That sells a lot. That yeah. Sells a lot. I, I mean, my story is pretty different. Um, I, was, I wasn't very outspoken during the 2016 campaign. I did have a shirt with Hillary's face on it that said, life's a bitch, so don't vote for one. Um, <laughs> Bold. I like yeah, it. I still wear it to sleep. It's one of my, it's one of my favorite moments. Yes. Yeah. Um, but actually the night he got elected, I had a hockey game and we went in and we heard that he was winning. He was leading and we went to go play and we got out and my buddy goes, he goes, dude, Trump is killing her. And I looked at it. I was like, dude, bro, took the beers out of the bag. Let's drink. The country is safe from Hillary Clinton. Wow. So I, I was one of those who was crying. I was crying. I really? was so I was broken. I was like, oh my God, like I'm gonna get deported. I don't know where I'm going. But um it was enough of like distraught for me to like lead an anti-Trump rally on inauguration day. Wow. So so I um it was like the biggest political rally that my college has seen. So I'm over here, I have my pussy hat on. I have like <laughs> I'm like holding the signs in front. But you know where it changed, where my mind, like, where it started to change was at that Trump rally. Really? I'm not going to believe it. Yeah. So every, every um, protest has hecklers on the side, right? They just want to kind of poke at, at the people. And as old came, I, I was like, you know, someone tapped me out. I'm, I'm tired of, like, screaming to the top of my lungs, like, Trump, whatever. And, um, this older guy, he comes up to me, he asked me two questions. So the first one was, why are you so mad? Why do you hate Trump? And I regurgitated everything. I was triggered. I was like, wow, what do you mean? How can you not? It makes sense. Why, why would you like him? And then the second question, and this one's the most important. He asked me, well, can you point to a specific policy? I mean, you have really big allegations. What are you really talking about? Mm-hmm. And I was like, Duh. <laughs> uh, what do you mean? The headlines say it. It's, it's what it is. Mm-hmm. So at that moment, I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm really mad, but I really don't know why I'm that mad. Mm-hmm. So I took a break. I'm like the personal is that a little bit give you give you insider. So I was dating at the time and this is like fresh off of the um, anti-Trump rally. And I met this guy and he was a Christian family man, chivalrous, like open the door, pay for everything kind of, kind of deal. And um, at the end of our date, he goes, I'm so happy Trump's our president. Mm. And I was like, wow, you're bold on a first date. What the hell? Mm-hmm. I dropped me off. I don't want to, I don't want to be here anymore. But I was like, you know what? I'll, I'll just try it. I'll see how it goes. And then one day he was playing Crowder and Ben Shapiro. And I said, this is so like, I don't know if I can swear like bullshit. (laughs) Yeah, it's fine. We're in New York. We swear all the time. Feel free. Yeah. I was like, wow, this Ben Shapiro guy and Crowder is like so stupid. Give me, give me all your sources. I'm going to prove you wrong. I'll prove you wrong. Mm -hmm. So I had to spend like literally a month. Okay. Relearning history, civics. I didn't know the three branches of government at that point. I had to relearn economics. Mm-hmm. I knew capitalism, but I didn't know what it really meant. Yeah. And then I also had to relearn um, 
like international affairs mm-hmm. and then I, that's how it started i was like okay i've been lied to first time in history that a man is right <laughs> 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 just kidding but um yeah that that's what happened yeah that i mean yeah i mean we, we all had those I, and for me too you know i had a bunch throughout my life that i just didn't think about because like we discussed earlier i wasn't into politics at all so like I remember in the 90s when I was like eight and I was in third or fourth grade and the teachers were talking about abortion and they're trying to explain it to us for the first time. I was adamantly against it. I, and I was eight and that's still carried wow. over to this day. And obviously the more I've learned about it, the more against it I've become. But I was, wow. you know, yeah, I was told on to my parents and everything, but like, eh, he's eight, like whatever, he'll grow up and he'll join the blue side, which happened for a brief yeah. and shameful period. Yeah. And then I remember in college, you mentioned indoctrination. I went to Syracuse University and I had to take a political science class. And I remember the, I remember this, it was four papers was the grade. That was the class. You had to write four papers and, the, and your average on those four was what you got. And the directions were always the same. It was just on a different topic. It was write whether you are for or against this. So it was, whether it was for um, ending illegal immigration or for just letting everyone in, being globalist, essentially. And I thought, because, you know, I, I worked with illegal immigrants and I've been around them my whole life, I thought, okay, you know, I'm going to write about how I'm for it. But I had to look into it and I had to support it with evidence, so similar thing to you. So as I went through my research, I found, you know what, I'm actually not for opening the borders and just letting everybody in. I'm actually about upholding our immigration laws. And by the way, our immigration laws suck something else. So I wrote a paper about that. And it's actually one of the writing pieces that I'm most proud of my entire life. And I remember getting the grade back thinking I would get an A, but I got like a C minus, which for me, I'm like, I'm not to my own, I'm an excellent writer. And, And I was really pissed off. And I met with this guy and his exact words to me were, I do not agree with your standpoint. And I'm like, it doesn't matter if you agree. You said I could take whatever stance I want. Like, they're in the instructions. That's but, not what he meant, though, Period. He wanted I know. you to give his standpoint. After yeah. meeting with the guy for an hour, it was clear I wasn't going to get through to him. So I just pandered to him the last three papers so I can get a reasonable grade. But, uh, yeah, I know. So do they have safe spaces on your campus? That wasn't a thing when we went to college. Do they have a cry closet? <laughs> Oh my goodness. I actually brought um, Charlie Kirk and Candace Owens down. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You wouldn't believe. Because our, our theme, it was a change my mind table, right? Mm-hmm. It was uh, white, white privilege is a myth, change my mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you can imagine how that went. Nuclear um, Holocaust. An Irish exactly. guy in Texas is pretending to be Mexican because being white isn't good anymore. <laughs> yeah, but like um, uh, for my events, I put flyers up around campus. I got, I had to do three rounds this past one. I brought out Will Witt from PragerU. Nice. Um, he he came, and I had to do three rounds of postering, like within the last twelve, within like twelve hours of the event, because people just kept ripping him down. Uh, professors I I emailed professors hey let your students know about this and they're saying like no (laughs) wow basically this is like hate speech we're not going to promote this so I mean there is free speech on campus but whether or not the campus is ready for that I don't care (laughs) I'm gonna keep doing it 
Yeah. I mean, I was unindoctrinatable, if that's a word. Um, my freshman, my, I think it was my first semester at college, this, I think she must have been German woman. I walk into my class, it's like racism and prejudice. I'm like, first of all, this class is ridiculous. Oh. First thing I walk into is white men are responsible for every tragedy in history. And I go, I need to drop this class. <laughs> and from that day on, I clashed with almost every single liberal professor I ever had. Just like Peter, I ended up getting the lowest grade on a midterm. I think it was a B. Everyone's got an A regardless of what they're what they wrote what they did because i kept asked he kept the teacher kept trying to tell me that illegal immigrants pay sales tax which is the same as paying taxes and i kept going what i have to file income tax at the end of the year yes while they sales yeah tax. i also pay sales tax and then i pay state tax and federal tax and my parents pay property taxes and school taxes illegal immigrants are not paying these things he's like well, you don't understand because, uh, no, no, it's, I understand. I understand that they're sending their kids to school for free. And I understand that they are living in apartments that owned by people who actually pay taxes on them and that they are getting a big free ride because when they go to the hospital, they don't pay that yeah. get, that bill gets footed by the taxpayer. And he didn't like that. So he, he gave me a B because I think if he gave me any lower grade, he figured he'd be in trouble. But it's, yeah. it's a real problem on college campuses. I had a professor tell me, he goes, I was going into law enforcement at the time. He goes, well, why don't you just go into like aviation or something? He's like, every student I have who goes into law enforcement, they change. And I was like, what do you mean they change? And then I went to the police academy and I realized what he meant by change. And he meant they wake up. Because you mm. realize that the world isn't what the news is telling you. Because when oh. you go through police training, you're not, you, you, when you're at night and you're trying to stop a car, and the car is going over 15 miles an hour, you can't see who's driving that car. Yeah. So you can't pull a guy over because the guy's going 75 on the highway at 2 a.m. He's not getting pulled over because he's black. He's getting pulled over because he's going 75 miles an hour on the highway at 2 in the morning. Yeah. So like any other profession, there are racist people all over the place. But right. it's, it's not an inherently racist profession by any stretch of the imagination. The problem right. that we have in this country is not police, it's social problems. And they don't want you yeah. to know that because once you know that, you start picking apart all their little things like institutional yeah. racism, uh, the fact that if you hate illegal immigrants, then you hate uh, all immigrants or you hate brown people. All right. these things are nonsense. The fact that you, if, you, you know, if you're not for gay marriage, it means you hate gay people, which is 100% not the case, which I kind of didn't really do any research into because I'm Jewish and I don't really care about marriage. I'm not marriage, but like gays getting married. But I understood that if you look at marriage as a, sanct a religious thing that is only between a man and a woman, you don't want it to be any other way because that is part of your religion. Yeah. And just because you don't want gay people to be married because it vi you feel like it violates your religion doesn't mean you hate gay people. Right. It just means that you believe in traditional marriage, which is fine. And it's fine if you're gay and you want to get married. Honestly, I couldn't care. But- Right. The point is they push these false narratives because they take half the story and then they push it to the front and they go, yep. look at this. This is a white Christian telling you that they hate gay people when it's not the case. Mm. Or, it's never the person, Muslim, or, yeah, or right? any other issue like that. Never the Muslim that they want to put on blast. Oh yeah. God forbid anyone takes down Ilhan Omar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, we just say you can't like, maybe let's not get married. What they'll do is they'll throw you off a building. So I don't really? know where's the where's the outrage in that. Was it UC yeah. Berkeley? They had the Gays for Palestine Club. 
And then the meme on the other side was gays in Palestine and it's a guy being dragged by a car. <laughs> no, really. It, it, it's, it's a harsh reality that they're really very uninformed. It goes back to the whole uninformed thing. That's why we're talking about how ridiculous this is. That, but that's why I think independent media like us and you guys especially who are constantly calling it out because if the left owns Hollywood, if the left owns all the TV we watch, all the music that we listen to, we need that that other opposing voice. And that's what I'm so thankful that you guys are able to do this and you have the courage because not everyone can. Mm-hmm. Not everyone well, can. I, get, I get real dirty looks at the school that I work at. <laughs> really? <laughs> I wear my sweatshirt. It has the big red New York State on it. It says Empire yeah, State yeah, Network. On it. Yeah. The day, no collusion day, I walked in and all these women just put their heads down and wouldn't look me in the Shame. eye. <laughs> <laughs> wow. What? Wait, you wear that to work? Not oh. this shirt. Not this shirt. I wear. We have a sweatshirt that has our, yeah. this logo looks in like this. big right in the yeah. middle, and I wear that to work sometimes. <laughs> I work in a special ed school. I have. I know. I worked with a woman who wore sweatpants and a sweatshirt every single day. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. Wow, so, brave. Yeah. We no, need to it, learn from you. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's it's fun sometimes yeah. because they get so triggered over nothing, and then I'll ask. I'll, one of the women is a she's a devout Catholic. And I'm like, how do you vote for these people who are, you know, talking about murdering children at nine months? And she's like, well, I don't care about that. I'm like, that's a, you are it's deva- select, it's select you're a devout Catholic. Mm-hmm. That is like the one thing as a devout Catholic that you're supposed to care about. Mm-hmm. And they try to write it off because they don't want to face the harsh reality that they, everything they've been told for their entire lives is a lie. It's all, it's all, all a false narrative. It's really... And I understand it though, because it's scary. Because to believe that you thought such you know, so strongly about something for such a long period of time, and then to be told, like my mom always goes, "Oh, vote Democrat, they lower taxes." I go, "Mom, they don't lower taxes. We got ever happened. It never happened." But that's what they tell you. They tell you they're going to lower your taxes. Right. Like, mom, we are a middle class family. They're not lowering our taxes. It's right. not going to happen. They only raise taxes. Democrats want more government. In order for more government, you need more money. The government gets money through taxation. That is it. It is our money going to them. Stop telling me to vote Democrat. They're not going to lower your tax. Right, right. And just some food for thought that um, it, they think it's a conspiracy that they've been lied to the entire time. But think about it this way. We have commercials and we have literal business and companies knowing the psychology of what it takes for consumers to see a, a an image they have a science equation for it i think it's called like the funnel effect where literally they they know how to train um our psyche in order to you know you see the coke commercials and all of a sudden wow i'm 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 really craving a coke right now mm-hmm. so you think if they're out in the open for business and products doing that kind of um schematic commercials that the government and people in power who kind of run the entire country and have the most influence in the world that they're not going to use those same that same science to get you to think the other way you must be insane if you think that that's not happening and that's exactly what's happening yeah it is 110 percent. and actually i I think they're going to release it in a couple of weeks but i listen to glenn beck as well and they actually found, this was a, a document that was sealed and then released when the Soviet Union fell. And it's like a 45-point plan about how they indoctrinated 
Eastern Europe. Because remember, at, I mean, not, none of us were alive, but when the Axis powers met, <laughs> remember, after, <laughs> before you were born. <laughs> yeah, like before <laughs> But remember in World War II, uh, afterwards, they all met and they said, look, you can't go around like the Nazis didn't just invade countries anymore. It's, well, it's another thing if one country decides to join your country. So Russia, in, or Soviet Union at the time, created this 45-point plan, that, and it's very eerily similar, if not exactly the same, as what the left has been doing for decades in this country. And he read it off, like, on yesterday's show, 1 to 45, and it's like, yep, yeah, that's happening, that's happening, that's happening. Like, not one was out of lockstep. So I, I'm... Oh, I'm excited to read that. Yeah, yeah. I th and I think they're doing like a full special on it in a few weeks, but they were just kind of teasing it. It was a long tease, but it was it was creepy. All about that long, creepy tease. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's ruined the entire episode. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> all right, cool. So, so Dana, thanks a lot for coming. Where can people find you? So you mentioned you're all over social media, but you know, anywhere in particular that they should look? um anywhere my biggest uh pool i guess would say facebook and instagram mm. made it easy for you guys at left the left show all one word mm -hmm. um if you guys are visiting from your podcast let me know that you're you're coming from you're hawaii from, yeah and, and i love to go to hawaii but you, we, guys, you guys are always welcome. I mean, we got we don't have a lot of time for that. No, we got to get on that. Our world's gonna end in twelve years. No, it's ten years. Beto said it's Beto, ten years. No, Beto reduced it to ten. I know. Listen, he ate the new Mexican dirt, and now he has the powers of seeing the future. This is the way that the world works, Peter. Yeah. Yes, and he rides a skateboard. Why wouldn't you want to? And he drives me? drunk. Yeah. Ooh, that's oh, a wait, good note to end on. He's the world's <laughs> best designated drunk driver. <laughs> Oh, terrible. <laughs> oh, Beto. We can, we can get a lot worse, but we won't in fear of losing our entire audience. But Beto Cuck, 2020. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> you just, you just like that. <laughs> There's, everyone's gone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> stop watching. All right. So, all right. So, awesome. So, so check Tiana out there. We're going to link to, we have an email list. We're going to link to that. I'm going to link to you in the description, too, so they can find you online. But, Thanks a lot for coming on. We really appreciate it. And uh, guys, have a great rest of the day or night, depending on where you are. And we'll talk to you tomorrow. Hey, everyone. It's Evan from Empire State Conservative Network. Please check us out on iTunes, SoundCloud, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And subscribe and leave us a five-star review. Also, check us out on Facebook at Empire State Conservatives, on YouTube at Empire State Conservative Network, on Instagram at GetRedPilledNY, and on Twitter at Empire State Cons. Also, check out our store at EmpireStateConservativeNetwork.com slash store for all current and future merchandise to help melt the snowflakes in your life. And as always, don't let fear take your freedom.